Welcome back to WTBU News Today. I'm Will Andronico. With temperatures ranging between the low 30s early in the morning and 65 midday yesterday, Boston has officially cooled off after a hot week last week. Temperatures overnight last night dipped into the high 40s, and later today, we are expected to reach a high of 67 degrees with partially cloudy skies as the rest of the week looks hot again. Tomorrow through Friday, temperatures are supposed to increase to the mid-80s before another rain shower on Saturday to cool things off back to the high 60s on Sunday. Moving along to a quick stock market update, the Dow closed up about 90 points Monday, with the Nasdaq and S&P also up by about 62 points and 11 points respectively. We now head over to Amanda Schneider, who joins us now with an update on protests in the state of Connecticut. Protests and anger over the death of George Floyd, an African-American man who died in Minneapolis police custody last Monday, continue across New England. Numerous protests occurred across Connecticut this past weekend and continue into this week. Protesters in New Haven held a peaceful protest on Sunday in which they marched to New Haven City Hall before staging a sit-in on the I-95 and blocking vehicle traffic. According to WTNH, one group of protesters attempting to enter the New Haven Police Department headquarters was sprayed with pepper spray. Councilman Brad McDowell of Hamden was a part of the group, telling WTNH, quote, We should not have to choose between public safety and people dying. We deserve better, end quote. Protests in other Connecticut cities such as Hartford, Waterbury, and Bridgeport also occurred over the weekend, in which many protesters blocked major roads or highways. As of Sunday evening, New Haven Mayor Justin Elliker says he's ready to work with protesters in the community to address racism. In Fairfield, Connecticut, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News. And now, we'll head over to Diane Huang Po for an update on the president's response to protests across the country. President Trump has pressed the nation's governors to aggressively target protesters as civil unrest continues to divide the nation in a video teleconference on Monday. According to an audio recording of the call obtained by CNN, Trump warned that the presence of law enforcement was set to intensify later Monday and told governors, quote, you have to dominate or you'll look like a bunch of jerks. You have to arrest and try people, unquote. Trump emphasized his belief that the violence was incited by the forces from the, quote, radical left, unquote, and repeatedly called into question the leadership of the nation's governors and big city mayors, imploring them to make broader use of the National Guard and other military capabilities. One participant on the call has described the president's words and tone as, quote, unhinged, unquote. Some governors on the call expressed their disagreement with Trump's rhetoric, with Minnesota Governor Tim Walz saying, quote, there are bad actors in this, but there's also legitimate anger and fear, unquote. This video teleconference follows Trump's decision to enter the White House bunker Sunday night as violence escalated in Washington, D.C. From New York City, New York, I'm Diane Huang Po for WTBU News. Next up, a COVID-19 related protest story from Jane Avery. A health official said that recent protests in Boston, Massachusetts could cause a spike in COVID-19 infections. Despite the use of face coverings by protesters, a gathering shows thousands of people together, which goes against the current social distancing guidance, which limits gatherings to 10 people, according to a Massachusetts press release. Moreover, police forces have also been using tear gas against protesters, which health officials say is a concern because using tear gas affects the respiratory system amid a pandemic from a respiratory virus. Former Food and Drug Administration Commissioner Scott Gottlieb told CBS News, quote, 
There's going to be a lot of issues coming out of what's happened the last week, but one of them is going to be the chains of transmission will have become lit from these gatherings, unquote. I'm Aish Adalda, a, a senior scholar of, at John Hopkins University at the Center for Health Security, said that, quote, anytime people are socially interacting, the virus has an opportunity to transmit, unquote. She said that, quote, there's also been a, a lot of yelling and shouting during these events, so there are more droplets from people. That's a concern that can lead to an increase in case transmission, unquote. In Weston, Connecticut, I'm Jane Avery for WTBU News. Finally, an update from Varsha Subramanian out of Hong Kong. For the first time in 30 years, the Hong Kong police banned the vigil held every year to commemorate the victims of the 1989 Tiananmen attack. The ban on the event, according to Hong Kong authorities, has to do with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. However, many activists speculate that this is an order enacted to curtail protests and democratic events all of which started after the vote by China's ceremonial parliament to bypass Hong Kong's legislature and establish national security legislation for the semi-autonomous territory, according to The Guardian. The Hong Kong police wrote to the organizers of the vigil, notifying them of the cancellation of the event. The Tiananmen Square massacre took place on June 4, 1989, when Chinese troops killed pro-democratic protesters. An official death toll has never been released, but it is estimated to have caused the death of thousands of people. Hong Kong is the only place that holds a vigil for this event since 1990. In Dubai, UAE, I'm Varsha Subramanian for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Gabriela Lopez, Megan Gregoire, Alex Corey, and Lily Kepner, I'm Will Andronico, reporting from Bolton, Massachusetts, for WTBU News.